Bibles and turn to two different places. Turn first to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And then Ephesians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians 5. And Ephesians chapter 5. The two verses we're going to be reading this morning give us a command. And uh, the command is just simply to give thanks. We are heading into Thanksgiving. And, uh, and like I said, I, I just absolutely love this time of year. And uh, uh, it's just, it's good. And in fact, I, I would even encourage you to uh, get a mindset this week of starting tomorrow, or starting today for that matter, uh, start thinking about all of the things that you're thankful for. And uh, start uh, thinking about how good God has been to you. You know, I realize I'm speaking to people that are in all different types of situations right now. Um, some of, you know, it, it, as I've heard it described before, some people are just coming into problems. Some people are right in the middle of a problem. Or, and, and then other people are past that particular problem that they just had in their life. But we're all in one of those three positions, okay? What, what's real easy to do during that any of those times is to forget just how good God has been to us and get our eyes off of Jesus. Uh, one of the things that thankfulness does, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Uh, I just don't get it. Uh, you, you, you hear people out in the world who don't believe in God at all, and they say, be thankful. Be thankful to whom? Uh, you know, yeah, you can be thankful to individuals, you can be thankful to people, and you should be. But I'm thankful that I can be thankful to God. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just grateful that I have, have a God who has watched over me and overseen my life. And uh, I, can, I can look, and you know, uh, the more grateful we are, and I said this in, in, uh, in Sunday school, but the more, the more grateful we are, the more we can see God's hand in our lives. So with that in mind, uh, stand together with me if you wouldn't. If your neighbor doesn't have a Bible, let them look on with you. Ephesians chapter 5, really, uh, two, I'm sorry, we want to go to 1 Thessalonians first. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and then we'll go to Ephesians 5. Uh, look with me, if you would, in verse uh, 18 of 1 Thessalonians 5. It says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Then go with me over to Ephesians chapter 5 and look down in verse 20. It says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, uh, it's good to be in church this morning. It's good to be with your people this morning. Uh, it's good to uh, be starting Thanksgiving week because it really uh, gets our minds set on the right things. And uh, it gets our minds set on a, on a God who has taken good care of us over the, over the, the year. And uh, we can look back over our shoulder and yes, there were bumps in the road and yes, there were difficulties. But, uh, Lord, we can say with full assurance that God is good and has taken care of us. 
We pray that you would help us this morning as we take a look at the significance and the importance and then the ways that we can give thanks. Uh, God, lead, guide, and direct, and, and speak to our hearts. Uh, I'm, I am thankful for a lot of things, but uh, Lord, the thing I'm most thankful for is that one day you reached down and saved my soul. One day you cleansed me of all of my sin and gave me eternal life. And that means no matter what happens from this point forward, uh, someday and maybe soon, I'll, I'll be with you in eternity, whether it be by death or whether it be by rapture. Uh, Lord, I, I've got the prospect and I've got the hope and I've got the certainty of heaven as being my home. And that's all because of the Lord Jesus Christ and what you've done for us. If that was the only thing that you did for us, and I say the only thing, really that's the greatest thing. Uh, Lord, we just have so much just with that alone. And we have so much just with that alone to thank you for. So God, speak to our hearts this morning. It's easy, God, to get ungrateful. It's easy to get lackadaisical. It's easy, Lord, to set our, our focus off of you. Help us to get it where it belongs and help us to have a thankful heart. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. All God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. What, is, what exactly is gratefulness? Well, great, gratefulness is just simply an appreciation that we express to God and, and we also express to others for the blessings that they have added in our lives. And it's, un, it's, it's uh, important to understand where gratefulness comes from. It's, it's not just mouthing words. If it's truly gratefulness, it comes from the right kind of heart. And uh, the right kind of a heart to be grateful is, first of all, it's a, it's a humble heart. Uh, understanding that we're not, we're not worthy of all that we've, we have received from others and most of all from God. It also comes from a needy heart. Uh, a person who is a beggar uh, appreciates and is extremely needy, appreciates anything and everything that they get. Well, that's really what we are. In fact, that's what it talks, what it's talking about, what Jesus was talking about over in the Beatitudes when he, when he talked about a person being poor in spirit. Just simply realizing how needy you are and realizing how, 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 how deficient you are and realizing that, that God and others have helped you in all the areas where you're deficient. Uh, when you understand that, when you have a needy heart and you, you're poor in spirit, then you, you appreciate things. Uh, in the book of Revelation, there's an account given, uh, an address given to a church. It's the church at Laodicea. It was a, a, a church that was in existence during the time of the Apostle John and when he was on the island of Patmos and writing that, uh, that, that uh, uh, writing the book of Revelation under inspiration. And, and uh, uh, Laodicea was a, a church that from their standpoint, now this wasn't, this wasn't really true of them, but it was true of their, their, their viewpoint of themselves. It says that they had need of nothing. And when you have need of nothing, you're very, very ungrateful. The more you see your need, 
the more grateful you can become. And then not only a humble heart and a needy heart, we got to have a we got to have a, a loving heart. Uh, the, the more you the more you love someone, the more you appreciate them, the more you appreciate them, the more you love them. It's a kind of a, a thing that that plays off of each other. And then then a spirit filled heart. Um, look with me down. We just read Ephesians chapter five. Look in Ephesians five and look in verse 18. It says, and be not drunk with wine, we're in success, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, notice in your King James Bible that that's the, the beginning of a sentence, but that's not the end of the sentence. It's the end of the verse, but it's not the end of the sentence. Uh, it continues on, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And it's talking about being filled with the Spirit, controlled by the, the Spirit of God, and then uh, the result of that is having a happy heart, a singing heart. And then also verse 20 says, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it's important to have a humble heart, a needy heart, a loving heart, and a, a spirit-filled heart. By the way, uh, the opposite of thankfulness is not ingratitude. You know what the, the opposite of thankfulness is? It's selfishness. Selfishness. When a person is selfish, they're not very grateful. And uh, why, why is it that, that gratefulness is, is so important? Well, gratefulness is one of the foundations that we build our Christian life on. Uh, you're, in, you're in Ephesians 5. Just back up to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse, verses 1 through 4. And in verse 1 through 4, it says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you, as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. It's saying that, that uh, immorality and filthiness is combated by a, a thankful heart. A person who is thankful for the salvation that Jesus Christ has given to them is a person who is careful in their life for, for what, what they allow into their life. Take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 1. And in Romans 1, look with me down in verse 21. It says, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. So they, they knew God, but they didn't glorify him. They knew God, but they didn't thank him. And look what a lack of thankfulness did, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. I have, I have watched families. I have watched churches. I have watched individuals who become in ungrateful. And every time ungratefulness 
grabs an individual, a family, a church. It just heads toward ruin. I remember one, one time in particular, my wife and I were talking about a particular situation and, and a particular group of people. And, and uh, the both of us came to the same conclusion together. You know, I, I said, well, so, you know, what do, you, what do you think the problem is? And we both, we both came to the same conclusion. Well, part of the problem was they weren't grateful for what they had. Can I tell you, because of, because, and, and I, I said, I said to her that day, I said, you know, if they don't take care of that ingratitude, uh, it's going to blow up in their face. And there's going to be, there's going to be some real damaged families. Well, that's exactly what happened. Uh, it blew up in their face. They ended up having a big church split. And, uh, and I mean, it was nasty. It was because people who had great things and much to be thankful for instead were very ingrateful, ungrateful. Uh, why, why should we be thankful to God for all things? You know, um, over in 1 Thessalonians, it says, in everything give thanks. But then you come over to to Ephesians 5, and it says, uh, for everything, be thankful for all things. So that kind of covers the water, not only in every situation and circumstance, but for everything that comes into our lives. Why is it important to be thankful to God for all things? Take your Bibles and turn with me to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. We need to, to be thankful for all things because all things come from God. In, in other words, if, if they don't come directly from his hand, he at least allows those things to come into our lives and that there is a purpose for them. James chapter 1 in verse, verse 17. James 1, 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. The things that, that come into our lives come into our lives because God allows them or directly delivers them. Go to Job chapter 1 with me, if you would. Old Testament, just before the book of Psalms, Job chapter 1. And in Job 1, look down in verse 21. Job said this after, after he had just lost much in his life and he had lost his, his, uh, he lost his family, he lost his wealth, uh, his wife even got upset with him and, uh, and walked away. And it, it says in verse, verse 21, it says, and, 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 he, and said, and this is Job, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He says, if I'm given something, I'll bless God. If, I've been, if I have something taken from me, I'll bless God, because he is the source of all things. Um, God can both cause things to be brought into our lives, and he can prevent things to come into our lives. Uh, you know, there have been all kinds of things that this last year, you look over your shoulder, that you've had, you've had to deal with. You've had to deal with blessings, and you've had to deal with difficulties and problems. Uh, God wants to use all of those things. And, 
You know, uh, speaking of the, of the problems, we, we studied about the, the floating axe head in the life of Elisha uh, in Sunday school this morning and how that a guy was out there chopping a tree and, and uh, he, he reared back like this and the axe head flew off and went into the Jordan River, which is dark and murky, you can't see anything, and it sunk right to the bottom. And, uh, and th that man cried out to God, he said, alas, he er, cried out to the prophet particularly, he says, alas, it was, it was borrowed. Uh, you know, even that circumstance, even that loss was allowed to come into that man's life so that he could learn to cry out to God. And so that he had learned that he had a God that could care for him and could watch over him. And uh, that's the same way with you and I, even the difficulties and the problems we've had this last year. We can look over, over our shoulders and thank God for them because all things come from God's hand. Not only that, but all things work together for good. You know the verse, Romans 8, 28, for we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. God makes it real plain that uh, he wants to take everything that's in our lives and use them to make us more and more like Jesus Christ. Uh, all things uh, that come into our life can produce godly character. Go with me over to Romans chapter, chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. In Romans chapter 5, honestly, you have, you have salvation and the entire Christian life <laughs> kind of uh, summarized and rolled into five verses, which, which is really amazing when you think about it. Look in verse 1. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The only way you can get forgiveness of sins, the only way you can get absolute peace with, with God is through trusting and believing on Jesus Christ and being justified by faith and, and trusting Him as your Savior. Verse 2, by whom, we also, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. The way that a person enters into salvation is by by grace through faith and faith in Christ and him alone, not of works lest any man should boast. Then verse 3, and not only so, but, and now he goes into the Christian life, right from salvation to the Christian life, not only so, we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, by the, the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And so what he's talking about there is he's talking about what, what tribulation and difficulties bring into our lives. It brings patience. And when, we're, when we respond to it properly, it brings experience. It brings hope. It causes the love of God to grow in our hearts and to be shed abroad in our hearts. And uh, in, in all of that is because God is using those things to, to uh, uh, produce godly character in us. Now, we've got to have a right response. And a right response to, to, to difficulty will produce a deeper love and a deeper appreciation in your heart for your God. If you have the wrong response, it'll, it'll produce anger. 
It'll produce bitterness. It'll produce a complaining spirit. Um, the, the last thing that all things do is that they can bring us closer to God. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is a, is, a, uh, is a chapter in your Bible that is dedicated to the Word of God. And it uses different terms to, to describe the Word of God, but it's talking about the Bible. It's talking about the Word of God. But I want you to look about what, what it says about trials. And uh, if you look with me in chapter, uh, let's see. Well, let's go to, you're in 119. Go backwards to uh, chapter 77. Go there first. Psalm 77, verse 2. Psalm 77, verse 2. In the day of trouble, I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah, the holdest mine eyes walking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. But one of the things that it did even though he was troubled by the, the difficulty, it drew him to God. It caused him to get closer to God. Go with me to uh, Psalm 119. And let's see, look with me in verse 67. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I have I kept thy word. In other words, uh, I was going off and doing my own thing, but then you brought affliction into my life. That set the reset button. It caused me to look to you and, and it caused me to, to draw closer to you. Verse 71, and I love this verse. It says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted. And I don't believe he just wrote that. I believe he meant that with all his heart when he penned it. I realize it was, it was penned under uh, inspiration of God. But I really believe that the psalmist meant it with all his heart. It's good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. There's some things uh, about God. There's some things in the Bible, there's some things about obedience. There's some doctrines that you just will not get unless you go through some suffering and go through some difficulty. And we can certainly be thankful for that. Go with me down to verse 75. It says, I, I, I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right and that thou in faith, faithfulness hast afflicted me. He's, he's saying that, that even in his afflictions, he's realizing that he has a God who is faithful. And he sees the faithfulness of God uh, even in the things that he suffered. And uh, because of that, we, we, we can even thank God for the difficulties and the, and the pain and the affliction that God causes us to go through. Now, now when... Should we be thankful? And I'm not going to ask you to, to, to look up these scriptures. I've, I've gone ahead and printed them up so I can just rattle them off. If you want to write them down, feel free to do so. But the scripture tells us all the different times that we're to, to be thankful. We need to be thankful when we remember his name. Uh, Psalm 92 and verse 1 says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Um, it it, uh, it uh, uh, 
tells us that uh, we're to remember God not only uh, w- not only be thankful when we remember His name, but be thankful when we remember His holiness. In Psalm 30, in verse 4, it says, Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of His, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holiness. Aren't you glad you got a God who can't sin? Aren't you glad you've got a God who is always right, always holy, and always perfect? When we remember His holiness, we can be thankful for that. We, can be, we need to be thankful uh, in church and with other, with other believers. In Psalm 35 and verse 18, says, I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. In uh, Colossians 3, 16 and 17, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. When we're around others, whether it be church or whether it be outside of church, we need, to, we need to be thankful to God. We need to be thankful to God when we're around unsaved people. 2 Samuel chapter 22 and verse 50 says, Therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen. That means the unsaved people, people who haven't trusted Christ as Savior. And I will sing praises unto thy name. Not just in church, but also when we're out and about. Uh, you know, uh, 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 you ought to be known for your gratefulness. Uh, you ought to be known outside of these walls, not just here, but outside of these walls, for the joy that you have in Jesus Christ. Um, we need to, to uh, be thankful when, when, uh, when we wake up at night. Uh, Psalm 119 and verse 62 says, At midnight, I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgment. And what that means is as you get older, you have more opportunities to be, <laughs> to be thankful to God because you don't usually sleep through the whole night. You're getting up over and over and over again for various reasons. And uh, that's, that, we should look at that as an opportunity to be thankful to God. Uh, we we uh, need to be thankful to God when our faith is tested. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10 says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, and this was the writing that said by the king, said you can't make any petitions unless you first go through the king. Well, he wasn't going to go to the king to ask if he could pray. He wasn't going to go to the king to ask if he could ask his God of something. So he went ahead and just continued as he had done before. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward, toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Uh, his faith was being tested. Well, that's a good time to be, not just to give a petition to God and ask for help, but to first thank God for how good he's been to you. Then another time we need to be thankful to God is when, when asking God to supply a need. In Matthew 15 and verse 36, 
this is the, the feeding of the 4,000. And it says, and he took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and break them and gave to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. Before, before uh, uh, God actually supplied that need, he went to God with a thankful spirit, went to the Father. Uh, Philippians 4 verse 6 says, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Make your supplications, make your requests, uh, call out to God and ask him to help you. But don't forget to be thankful for what he's already done. Be thankful for what he's done. Be thankful for who he is. When you're asking God to supply a need, that's the time to be thankful. Uh, Acts 27 and verse 35 tells us that we ought to do it before meals. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks. Uh, this, speaking of the Apostle Paul, gave thanks to God in presence of them all. And those were all a bunch of, a bunch of unsaved people. And it says, and when he had broken it, he began to eat. Um, it's, you know, I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're in a restaurant, at Burger King, at McDonald's, you're at a fancy restaurant at home. Uh, you ought to bow your head. And just thank God for the food that uh, you're about to eat before a meal. Uh, we, ought to, we ought to thank God when we, see, when we see somebody else has grown a little bit in Christ. Uh, be thankful for that. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 16 says, but, but thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. Apostle Paul was saying, you know, uh, Titus cares for you like I care for you. He didn't always have that attitude, but now he does. Man, I'm thankful because I've seen him grow in his, in his, in his compassion and his concern and his care for you because of what God's done in his heart. And then, then uh, uh, lastly, uh, when we pray for, for, uh, for other believers... And when we think of other believers, First uh, Thessalonians chapter one and verse two says, "We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers." We ought to be thankful for one another. We ought to be thankful for all the people that God has placed into our lives. Philippians chapter one and verse three says, "says I thank my God upon every remembrance of you." Now Paul was writing to the Philippian church. And he said, every time I, th I think of you, I thank God for you. Can I tell you what's, what's hard to do when you're doing that? It's hard to complain. <laughs> it's hard to gossip. Uh, right after you have thanked God for somebody, it's hard to open up your mouth and, and, and destroy another person. Uh, I believe a lot of, lot of our complaining, a lot of, gri of our griping, and a lot of the gossip, and a lot of the murmuring, could, could really be eliminated in our lives if we just had a grateful spirit, if we just had uh, gratefulness and thankfulness in our, in our lives. Now, how can, we, how can we show thankfulness to others? We know how we can do it to God. We spend time in prayer, and as God prompts us, and we have things come into our lives, we show a grateful spirit. But how can we, how can we show thankfulness to others? Because uh, anybody can just, just say thank you. But when you, when you do an action that shows thank you, it really means even more. Here's, here's some practical ways we can show thankfulness to others. 
Uh, tell people that you appreciate what they've done and the character that they've shown and the, the, the proper attitudes that you've seen. Uh, praise, praise character over ability and talent. Be real, real careful of, of uh, praising people for just what they do instead of what they are and who they are. Um, you know, I, I, am, I, I am thankful for uh, the people that perform music in our church. Uh, we're going to have a concert. And uh, we, we did this last year. I think it was one of the best things we've ever done at Christmas time. And I just, I really got a blessing from it. But one of the things that just amazed me was uh, all the different individual people that did things during that concert. And uh, uh, there was, there was uh, families that did things as families. There were people that that uh, you know, looked, uh, looked for someone else that they could sing with or they could play an instrument with or whatever. And, and, and all that was good, and I appreciate their talent and ability, but I know it took work, and I appreciate that even more. And I know it, it, it took a concern and a care in the heart and lives of those individuals or that wouldn't have been done. Those are the things that we need to be looking at and, th and thanking others for. Uh, write somebody a little thank you note. And you can do that in different ways. You can, uh, you know, you can write them an actual note. Uh, you can, you can uh, uh, text them and just say thank you. I've, I've had, I've had uh, uh, people over the last couple of years, and this is one of the things I really appreciate about texting. Um, I've had a lot of folks uh, write me and say, and in, in turn I have ended up doing it myself, uh, say, I'm praying for you. Uh, I'm thankful for you, and I'm praying for you. Uh, what a blessing that is. And, that, and even though it's not a whole lot of words, <laughs> sometimes it's just one sentence. It just really lifts your spirits, and it's, it, 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 it shows, uh, it shows your, your gratitude to someone else for who they are. Um, tell others how you appreciate uh, specific people. In other words, I'm not talking about telling somebody that you appreciate them. I'm talking about you telling somebody else how you appreciate another person. And again, you know what that does? That really knocks the old gossip thing out of there. That knocks the complaining spirit out of there. Uh, that, that sure does beat bad-mouthing folks, doesn't it? Uh, that, that sure does meet com or, or, or beat complaining and, and griping. Uh, tell others how you appreciate specific people that God has put into your life. Uh, give, a, give a gift to encourage them. Uh, do something for them that will be a help to them. That's a way to show thanks. Uh, spend time with somebody. Um, there are times... When people are going to come into your life, when uh, you are extremely busy, you are trying to get something done, and somebody walks in and wants to talk to you about something. Did you ever have that happen? Sure you have. Did you ever notice that in the life of Jesus Christ, he always had time for people? I mean, always. Two things that I find extremely interesting about my Savior. Number one, he always had time for people. Number two, unless it was on purpose, and he, it was on purpose in John chapter 11, uh, but unless it was on purpose, he was never late for an appointment. 
He was never late, but he never pushed people off. And, uh, and, and he showed his gratitude to others uh, just by spending time with them. You, sh you show your gratitude to people just by, by stopping what you're doing. I know you're busy. I know you've got tons, tons of things to do. But right now, that person that God just brought into your presence is important. Invest yourself. And not, you know, not just money, not just thank you notes, but invest yourself. Invest time. Spend time with them. And then, then the, the last thing you can do is let them, know, let them know that you prayed for them. We already kind of covered on that. But go with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Just expressing to people that they are in your prayers. Um, we've had a lot, of, a lot of needs come up this last year in individuals' lives and individuals' families. Um, back years ago, um, I don't know, 12, something like that, I had back surgery. It was the first, first real surgery I'd ever had in my life. And uh, I had tons of people tell me that they were praying for me. Uh, I am not one of these, you know, touchy-feely, spooky people. Uh, I'm, and I'm not that way at all. But I had the assurance from God that uh, people were praying for me because I, when, I, when I came through that surgery, I healed extremely quickly. I mean, extremely quickly. You say, why are you telling us this, preacher? Because on January 12th, I'm going through surgery again, and I want you to pray for me, <laughs> okay? Uh, I'm just being real honest. I really do. But... but uh, uh, you know, when, when, uh, I, when that took place, I had tons of people tell me, we're praying for you, we're praying for you. And not just folks in this church, but other, other people, other places. And uh, uh, boy, what, I, that, you know, I believe, I, I believe just hearing that was all part of the recovery process. Really, really helped me recover. And Ephesians chapter 1 and verses 15 and 16. Ephesians 1, 15 and 16. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Don't you know that that church uh, was encouraged by those words? You know, here's the Apostle Paul, and he's saying every day, he says, I lift you up in my prayers because I've, I've heard of your faith and I want to see you encouraged. That helps, folks. That helps, folks. Be thankful. It says, it, you know, our text this morning said, be thankful uh, in everything. And, and our text also says to be thankful for everything. Are you grateful? You know, do you have a thankful heart? And the reason why it's so important is... Because if you look at the, at the nation of Israel, I would have to say that when they, were, when they were roaming around in the wilderness and really disobedient to God over and over and over again, and then so disobedient that God said, I'm not going to let you into the promised land. Uh, now I'm going I'm to prevent you from going in there. Um, if, you, if, you, if you look at their spirit and their attitudes 
over and over again, I realized they had, a, they had two things that were going on. And I think these two things really go hand in hand. They, they had unbelief and they had a complaining spirit. They complained every time there was a problem. They complained every time they hit a difficulty. They complained every time there was a rough spot in the road. Uh, they, were, they were constantly complaining. And because of that, uh, God was not able to do with them as he wanted to, to do. And it shows how, how important it is to have a thankful spirit. Uh, you know, uh, they didn't spend the time that they should have spent uh, just thanking God for taking them out of Egypt. They were slaves there. And God rescued them and rescued them uh, in a miraculous way. Uh, split the Red Sea, brought them through. When Pharaoh's armies uh, followed them, took the Red Sea, brought it back, back together, and uh, ended up drowning them all. Uh, what, a, what a wonderful, miraculous delivery. And yet, they did not have a grateful heart. And so, so ask yourself, are you grateful? Uh, do you thank God every morning for a new day and an opportunity to serve him? Do you thank him if you're saved? Do you thank him on a daily basis for, for your salvation? Do you look for things that you usually take for granted and, and thank God for those things? Uh, you know, it, uh, I remember one time, uh, this happened several times, but uh, we, would, we would stop to pray uh, for a meal. And uh, someone would be asked to pray in our family, and they'd say, "Lord, thank you for the chicken, and thank you for yeah, thank you for the chicken who bravely gave his life for our meal. Uh, thank you for <laughs> thank you for the salad. Thank you for the potatoes. Thank you know just just getting down to specifics and saying, God, you've just been really good to me. Thank you. Uh, do you thank God for the health and the strength that you do have?" You know, I know I'm talking to folks that are, some of you folks have got some real, real difficulties. And I understand that. But what about what you do have? You know, you might not have some things. But what about what you do have? Do you thank God for it? Do you, do you purposefully look for ways to show thanks to God and to others? Uh, you look for ways to be great, grateful. Do you look for benefits and blessings in the things that you normally complain about. I, I, I believe with all of my heart that the, that the people and the circumstances and the things that uh, are brought into our lives that cause us trouble are all, also there, and we've already covered this, but they're also there to, to help us get closer to God. Thank God for that. Do you, do you publicly recognize uh, those who have been a help to you? And thank them for that, for, for things uh, publicly. You know, one of the things we, we taught our kids was uh, every time we have a meal, uh, before you leave the table, look to the person who prepared it, whether it's in our home or somebody else's, look to the person who prepared it, say, thank you for the meal. And mean it. Don't just, you know, don't just go through it rote, but, but, but thank them for it. Uh, be verbal in your, in your, your gratefulness. Uh, do you pray for those? Who have been a blessing to you. That shows your thankful spirit uh, just in your prayer life. Uh, do you thank God for, for your human authorities and you pray for them 
Now, not all the human authorities that we have are ones that are necessarily of our choosing, particularly in governmental positions. But you know what God tells us? He says we're supposed to pray for him anyway. And if we, we have a grateful spirit, we will. And do you thank God for tests and for trials? And yeah, even for irritations that are brought into our lives. Uh, do, you, do you thank the Lord every day that he has saved your soul and given you eternal life? Uh, we need to be a grateful people. We need to be thankful. It's not a... That's not a suggestion. It's not a thought. That's a command. We need to be thankful in all things, and we need to be thankful for all things. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heads bowed and eyes closed. And just before we pray and then have the invitation, I'd like to ask you, do you have that salvation that we've been talking about all morning? Do you know for sure? today, that if you died today, that you go to heaven to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there came a point in your life where you realized that you were a sinner and you realized that you were on your way to hell. Your sin was going to be judged for all eternity. But that Jesus Christ came to this earth, God in the flesh, and died as a sacrifice for your sin, gave himself so that you could have eternal life. And you look to him without works, without baptism, without church membership, without being a good person, without Ten Commandments, without trusting any of those things, just trusting Christ alone, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And you cried out to God and asked him to save you. If you know for sure, based on those things, that, that your sins are forgiven and you're on your way to heaven, I wonder if you just raise your hand as a testimony of that. Every head bowed and every eye closed. All right, thank you. You can put your hands down. Is there anyone that would be, be just as honest and say, I'm not sure about that. Uh, Lord, I'm, con or, I'm, I'm concerned about this, Pastor, and I want the Lord to, to uh, work in my heart. Anyone like that here this morning? Say, Pastor, here's my hand. Just pray for me. I wouldn't point you out. I wouldn't embarrass you for the world. I'd just like to see you and see your hand and pray for you. All right, you're here this morning and you're saved. Praise the Lord for that. But are you grateful? Is there an area of your life where the ingratitude is rather obvious? And are you willing this morning to give that thing to God? Father, I pray that you would work in our hearts and help us to see the importance of being grateful. Lord, the truth of the matter is, every time I develop a complaining spirit, regardless of what it's about, I'm revealing to you, I'm revealing to others, and I'm revealing to myself that uh, I do not have the grateful spirit that I ought to have. Every time I allow irritations to get to me, uh, Lord, I am revealing that I really haven't thanked you for the work that you're trying to do in me and through me and with me through that irritation. Uh, Lord, uh, we have much to be thankful for. Help us, God, to be known 
and not like the children of Israel, constant complainers and constantly doubting our God, but instead constantly thanking our God because you've been so good to us. Please work on this invitation. Please deal with our hearts. And as you do, may we respond to you. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's all stand.